Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We're in Ocean View, Hawaii, and we're going to talk with band members from Cause of Affliction. Are you a 30-watt amp guy? I've got a 50, I've got a 100-watt, and I've got a couple 30s, but the 30-watt amp from Landry Amps beats them all. The LS30 came from Bill Landry taking the lower gain section of his distortion channel, made one channel a low-wattage EL34-powered amplifier. Then he divided that one channel into two with a shared tone stack. Had a few switches for brightness, separate gain controls, master volumes, and bam, the LS30 from Landry Amps with all the goodness of an EL34. The clean channel can transition to beautifully clean to a slightly distorted channel, while the distortion channel has two levels of gain for both rhythm or lead, all operated with a foot switch. Plus, it features two buffered effects loops and reverb. All this, and barely 25 pounds. The LS30 from Landry Amps. Check them out on YouTube, Landry Amps at YouTube, or their website, www.landryamps.com. This is an audio-only podcast, at least least season one. And so imagine my surprise. Uh, An interview I did last night, the guys show up in full makeup because they're kind of an industrial rock metal band, okay? And they're dressed Uh almost like Insane Clown Posse. So now I get uh, uh, Eric Wilcox and Justine and Simone. And for those that don't have the advantage of video, Introduce us to Simone, please, one of you. Well, Simone, uh, actually, she's going to say something there. Uh, <laughs> she's a uh, smoker. She's been smoking a lot. She's a little so, vocal. Yeah, she's a little vocal. So, yeah, she, she blows fog out of her out of her mouth, and then she tends to uh, she tends to want to move her arms around a little bit because, um, she's after all, she's a drummer. So, um, <laughs> so she actually plays drums with us in the band. Um, and so, you know, it's just a lot of fun having a, having a robot drummer. It's actually much easier to deal with than all the human drummers that we've played with over the years. Uh, so, uh, you know, she doesn't have an opinion and she just kind of, uh, she never misses a beat. So, uh, you know, if he comes to us live and, and there's a, a mistake in the song, uh, no one to blame but us. <laughs> right. She's, she can't ever say, I forgot the song. So uh, for right. listening only in that thing, it's, it's actually a robot. It's a square bodied robot with a smaller squared head, bright lights for eyes. Big round circle for a mouth. And what's that on her head? Is that her hair? She's got a mohawk and uh, spikes, spiky necklace. So she's a little punk rock. Yeah. A little punk punk rock rock robot. I got her on my uh, t-shirt here too. Okay. (laughs) Part of our merch. We have uh, a friend of ours drew a little logo with Simone on it. That's funny. So Cause Cause of Affliction is a punk rock band. And have you both been in the punk rock scene your whole musical careers, or is this something new? Or tell us about either of your, I guess let's let's start with you, Eric. How did you get started in music, and have you always been a punk rocker? Or? Yeah, you know, I mean, my earliest influences are definitely punk and metal, um, you know, and I've, I've played in both types of bands and, and kind of a combination of bands. Uh, I played in a band uh, called Bad Karma back on the, on the mainland, and we, uh, you know, we tour played all over the country and released five CDs. It was kind of a punk metal thing. Uh, when I moved to Hawaii, uh, uh, it was completely, you know, there was really not much of a scene here at all at the time. 
but um, I've always loved punk and uh, that's really my core influence. So that's really what I wanted to do. And then, you know, when I met Justine, she's into the same, a lot of the same type of music, but enough of a little difference to make it interesting, you know, so. And Justine, how about you? The same or similar? Um, well, I'd say uh, I was probably a little late to, to the punk rock scene, probably, you know, in college or something like that is when I started listening to that type of music more. And um, as far as musically, I, when I was living in Chicago, I was in a, in a band, uh, the commas. It was uh, more of like a indie rock. So it wasn't quite as quite as high energy as this one, but it was uh, a little more chilled out and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's a word that I use a lot when I talk about punk rock, and that's energy. There's so much energy. It's just like, not even lively, just energy. Boom, boom, boom. And the very first song we'll talk about here in a few minutes, first song you guys do is a song called Dizzy. And I have a fun thing that happens with me in this podcast, because I'll get songs come to me, and I've got so much music experience and knowledge in this this little brain of mine that when I see a song title like Dizzy, I immediately go to my first frame of reference of the song Dizzy, which was Tommy Rowe way back in the, in the, I guess, late sixties, it was kind of a bebop bubblegum rock song, you know? Oh, yeah. So, so I'm coming from that. And then I hear your rendition. It's nowhere near. Yeah. What Tommy Rowe does. Which one was that? That wasn't so dizzy. Is that dizzy? I got, uh, you get me spinning like a whirlwind. It never ends. Oh, like okay. a, yeah, or something yeah, like I that. Yeah. I'm uh -huh. so dizzy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 okay. Right, right. And yeah, now now the song will be stuck in my head all day and I'll have to leave. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's well, a there's there's a band called Glass Prism. Are you familiar with them at all? No. It's a punk band. First punk band to hit the States for, to, that came from the United States. They've got a, a five page bio of their accomplishments as a punk rock band. And they're gonna be on the show later on in the year. And when I first reached out to him, I just saw him on Facebook and said, that's hey, an interesting name. Let's see if they want to be on. And they said, yeah, we'd love to do your show. And then uh, the guy got talking to me and he sent me a portfolio. <laughs> like I said, it's like five pages long of the accomplishments that they have done as the premier punk band of the United States. I, don't, I guess they began out of New York or something like that. Wow, that's pretty wow, cool. Yeah. I should definitely have to check them out. Glass Prism. Huh? Glass cool. Prism, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a scene that I don't follow. Just like, and, I, and I'm just totally upfront with musicians like the guys that I had on the the indie rock guys. It's just not my vibe, you know. But it it's interesting how it still can rope you in, even if it's not your thing, you know. Right, which is kind of like what we want to do or try and do with our music because we're like, well, a lot of it's kind of like sometimes we say, well, maybe it's not for everybody, but it's we do kind of do a little bit of a variety in a sense. Yeah. So it's like not everyone, you know, because, you know, there's certain bands that it's like you just know it's them because all their songs sound kind of similar. Like ours are kind of like, like if you listen to a few different one, our albums, they're kind of like. They're, 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 there's a little bit of variety. Punk, variety is definitely our, punk is definitely our core influence um, and really always has been. But, uh, you know, we, we really love to play with different styles of bands. You know, we're uh -huh. we're uh, we're playing with the Cherry Pop and Daddies later this year. Oh, no um, kidding. Yeah, yeah, and you know, playing two shows with them on the here on the Big Island, 
And, you know, they're completely different than us, but they actually started out as a punk band. Um, and so it, it works really well. You know, uh, we're, we just play with the uh, Radolescence, uh, uh, guys from the Adolescence, um, you know, legendary uh, punk band. Um, and so, you know, we, we like to play with like different styles of, of bands because, uh, you know, the, the way we figure is, is you know, uh, like Justine said, our music isn't for everybody, but there's going to be people in the audience that hopefully like what we do. And maybe they're not in our specific genre, but that's really the only way to expand your audience is to uh, is to kind of get people that might not necessarily be, you know, your your core audience. But, you know, you want to you want to get everybody, uh, you know, you want to get your music heard. That's the whole that's the whole point. You know, so. Right. That's, and there's, there's a marketing idea that makes sense about that, too. If you show up at a place where, you know, you've got an audience already, it's a way of introducing them to a similar but really different sound. You know, right, right. I saw a uh, a blues band that were indigenous people from Alaska. They were all you know, uh, native Alaskans, Eskimo, whatever the tribe was. And they played some of the heaviest music I ever saw at a B.B. King concert, at a B.B. King concert. You know, so you hear, you know, blues and you see B.B. King and Robert Cray is going to be there in Tower of Power. And you can say, hey, we're going to get some horns. We get some pretty mellow and good fun. These guys came out and they would blow the doors off Stevie Ray Vaughan, man. <laughs> wow yeah, but it's it's that same idea it's it's the same flavor under a big umbrella just a different texture right yeah. right and it's a neat way of marketing your business to who may you know if you go to a punk place people that know it's punk music you're going to get them and they're going to love your stuff okay but to right. broaden like like you're saying to broaden that audience you have to be willing to go out and yeah, get the get the fringes of it a little yeah. bit more, you know, and and, and you know the so um, uh, a couple albums ago we recorded. Um, we like to do fun. Uh, we always like to put like a fun cover that people nec wouldn't necessarily think that we do. And we did a we did a cover of Ziggy Marley's "Beach in Hawaii," and you know it was kind of uh, the last song we recorded for an album that we did back in 2017. And and it's funny because that song is really what got us noticed on Spotify. It's got over a quarter of a million streams just on oh, Spotify. Wow. Yeah, and and you know, and we've got about two million streams on Spotify alone, uh, largely off of the off of that song. Because once people heard that song, then they started listening to our other songs. We uh, a lot of our songs got on different playlists, and so it really is kind of you know getting getting sort of getting your foot in the door with something. And, and it's a really fun song to play. We love we love playing it. You know, it's a sped up version. It starts off really slow, then it's kind of get, it kind of speeds up. And we did something similar with a local um uh traditional hawaiian song called aloha friday uh, uh -huh. a couple of years ago and uh, that's been another big um you know single for us um from from a couple albums ago as well so we always just kind of like to push the envelope uh you know sonically with uh with with uh, different styles of music so i my, when my oldest daughter was in eighth grade at her at her school i directed a play called live from saint george it was a catholic grade school live from St. George at Saturday night. And we had the, the whole eighth grade class do different sketches from Saturday Night Live. But the house band was comprised of kids that played. I had a drummer. I had a guitar player. I had a bass player. another guitar player that were in the band. So they came up with some weird name for their band. But one of the songs they did was a punk version of uh, uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> that's good <laughs> and when you talk about doing a cover it was so unique and so cool and and i saw parents doing like this you know or tapping right. their feet, moving yeah. around and like and it was right. just it, it was energetic and high power 
and hit me baby one more time you know? yeah <laughs> it was funny. a really fun way of doing it so when you come up with these uh these things then is it justine is it your influence or is it eric's influence you guys corroborate or do you just individually come up with your own stuff or how does that work yeah i i think well like for like beach in hawaii i kind of told him i told him i know i'm like because we both love that song and i'm like yeah we need to do beach in hawaii and i'm like and he's like i don't know if i could do that because it's very it's so different yeah. you know and then like you know i came home or whatever from work or and you know he had it all figured out already yeah. like yeah yeah for for the you were able to speed them up pretty fast and get the the cover. get the vibe in there and yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and but yeah what you're saying with the, with the different things you know um, uh you know the different audiences and, and doing covers like that you know it it reminds me and, and how the the people at St George's were you know bopping their heads and stuff kind of reminds yeah. me we played a big show um a rocktoberfest uh, back in 2017 it was probably our first big show uh here on the big island and we and, were heavier then. and we were yeah we were much we we're much heavier than this album is uh, a little more metal but still a lot of punk uh in, uh, in there as well and uh, uh we actually opened up the show and uh it was actually on the luau grounds at the king kamehameha beach hotel resort so okay. not not anything that you know uh, uh people were expecting was a band like us but it was great because all of our friends were telling us that, you know, everybody on the beach, which is right next to the resort, were, were banging their heads yes. while they're sitting on their beach towels, you know, in front of the ocean. So, How fun. so we figured we got something, you know, we got something good here. So that's the best part, you know, the crowd interaction and right. people having a good time. So you said Big uh, Island. I've been to Hawaii once and we stayed at Kona. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and there was a place like right across the street from us that had live music, which I loved. And then down the street, there was another place. But what was cool about Kona, or about, about Big Island to me, and I just had this conversation with uh, another gentleman from Hawaii that's on the show about the climates on Big Island, that there's X number of climates in the in the world, and you find 10 of the 13 or 7 of the 9 or whatever the number is, you find them all mm -hmm. on Big Island. And I just right. find that so fascinating. Right. You, on this island, we have everything except Arctic and Sahara, which are which are the two things that nobody wants. So, right. you know. <laughs> right. well, he was saying, like he was saying that uh, there, there's a saying that if you don't like the weather on the big island, just drive 10 minutes and you'll find something you like. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, in the wintertime, we've got snow on the peaks, uh, yeah. but, you know, it's still 80 degrees at, at sea level. So it really is kind of the best of everything. So people yeah. like to grab like bunch of snow from the top and like bring it down to the uh ocean and they'll put like make a so a sandman have you now justin you said you were in chicago eric where are you from originally i'm originally from san francisco okay and how'd you guys meet did you meet on the island or mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i've been up here 10 years and you have i've been, been down here about 15 so years yeah gotcha so the first song we're going to play here is a song called Dizzy that we talked about briefly. Is that yours? Is that a cover? Or is that uh, who wrote it? Uh, we both did. We, we all both, did. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> uh, so, so, quick, quick story about the way that one happened. It was kind of funny. You know, I, I was messing around in the band room and I had this really cool beat. Um, and ridiculous. And a ridiculous right. beat, actually. And, I, and I, I sped it up to about 200 beats a minute. And I, it was kind of a joke. Uh, I, I was like, hey, Justine, check this out. You know, check out this beat. And um, and it, it, we listened to it. And we're like, actually, that's kind of catchy, you know. Even though it's really fast, it, it almost makes us feel it almost makes you feel dancey or something. And she was like, well, it almost makes me dizzy. 
And that's kind of where the, the vibe came. So it ended wow. up being a song. Well, you so can yeah, describe. it started with the, with the drum beats. And then I think I got, I had the bass line. I got the bass yeah. line going with it right away. Because we were just messing around with the drum beats. So then I got the bass line going for that right away. And then you start, you chimed in with the guitar. Mm -hmm. And then I just started messing out around with vocals. Because I was like, dizzy, dizzy. you know, because it does. It just sounded like, like that, that yeah. kind of beat. And I don't know where, when we were going. Yeah, we just started yeah. singing about Dizzy, and then we're like, well, we'll just make it about drinking. Right. <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, drink, you feel Dizzy, and like, yeah. So it's about the perils of partying too hard and yeah. uh, drinking too yeah. much and the, you know, the after effects. So it's a pretty clear message once you listen oh, to okay. it. It's a real clear <laughs> message. <so. laughs> well, let's give it a listen here. This is Cause of Affliction in their first song. It's called Dizzy. Dizzy. <laughs>
That was Dizzy, Cause of Affliction on the Music of America podcast from Ocean View, Hawaii. We're going to be back in a minute to talk with Eric and Justine and Simone and get her input here in a minute. Ironically, Simone is the smoker of the band. She's a robot that blows fog out. And uh, my sponsor here, I've got to kind of talk to you about here. Years ago, I got into an accident at work where I ended up spending an entire month on my stomach while my back wounds healed. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. Well, about two weeks into the healing, I realized I hadn't had a cigarette in two weeks. I quit smoking. While that worked for me, I don't suggest it for anyone else. But thank goodness we have a company now called Laser Therapy South. They're located just outside of Fort Lauderdale, but don't let that scare you. They get customers from all over the world. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking. They also help reduce stress. They alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South have developed their own and unique approach to tackle both physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. Laser Therapy. It's an acupuncture-based treatment that originated in Europe and Canada about 25 years ago. Your success is measured immediately. Laser Therapy is instantaneous. Your treatment date is the quit date. Laser is kind of a cold or therapeutic laser that doesn't produce heat, doesn't cut tissue, where most clients... More repeat a feeling like having a massage after their treatment. Laser Therapy South, www.lasertherapysouth, where all your questions can be answered. Check them out. And you want to quit smoking. Did you hear that, Simone? Laser Therapy South, where being a quitter is a good thing. So Simone doesn't talk. She just blows smoke. Well, <laughs> and, she, and, she, she does and, talk sometimes, she, but she's not in a very talkative mood right now because she uh, had a late night. And she's still uh, partially charging. So <laughs> <laughs> we do. We have, um, you know, as her drum drumming, we have uh, pre-recorded uh, stuff that we do, and she she'll she talks, she'll yeah, talk yeah. there. Um, we do have like a few, like on our Instagram or on our YouTube, we uh -huh. do like little shorts with Simone, and she'll like um, we, we announce our shows. Yeah. yeah, we interview her. Is like, she a mo yeah. is she a monotone traditional robot voice? Like yeah. Yeah, we are yeah. now cause of affliction. In a, yeah, a, right, right, a, exactly. A yeah. yeah so. <laughs> have you worked her? Have you worked her in her voice into any of the songs? Not yet. We are thinking about not in the yeah, songs. not in the songs. We do. We have her do intros and we and things like that. And like Jesse was saying, like the little shorts. But yeah, we haven't we haven't worked her in the songs yet. Um, she she has a hard time hitting notes. <laughs> well, that's why you have to build whatever her pitch is, you have to build the song around that pitch, right? Right, right. And, yeah. And just, yeah, just we, have we her say, don't talk to me. Just have her say, don't talk to me. Write a whole right. song on, on that, and then... <laughs> I know, I know. When we, uh, when we opened up for the uh, Radolescence uh, a few weeks back, we, we did a, a little uh, promo video with her, um, and, you know, we had, their, we had their big hit, Amoeba, playing in the background and she was singing along with it but she was singing along really offbeat and you know amoeba amoeba like really badly you know yeah. actually not even that good amoeba amoeba you know <laughs> how funny so, yeah so everybody got it everybody got a kick out of that and that's the really fun thing about it you know that i feel like it kind of sets us apart a little bit uh uh, you know, a lot of people come up to us at shows and say, hey, uh, can I get a picture? And we're like, oh, yeah, you want a picture with us? No, I want a picture with Simone, the robot. Right. right. <laughs> hey, five bucks a pop, man. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a friend of ours that has a, a petting farm and uh, people want to want to pet the pigs, pet the cows. And she's like, yeah, five bucks. We'll take pictures and pet them as much as you want. It's paid for. 
the cost of the pigs and the cows, the amount of money she has made just on the petting. So right. wow. I'm kind of yeah, joking. Yeah. I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get something unique, so unique there and not just in the robot, but you, you said that punk wasn't a big thing in the music in, in, on the Island or in the islands. And now you're making it a thing and you're getting a lot of notoriety. You have gotten a lot of notoriety in the last you said ten years, I guess, since you started together. Uh, been about uh, been about eight years since we eight started years. together. Yeah, Justine's been on the island for ten years, but, but okay. yeah, about, about eight years since we started playing. Yeah, yeah. And did you come in when you got together? Did you say let's do this punk project, and you just jumped right into that, or did you work your way into that? Or yeah, we had we had uh, w the first album we did back in twenty sixteen. We we uh, finished our first album, and we, we were actually a five piece at that point, and. Oh, wow. um, uh, you know, and, and the guys we were playing with, they ended up uh, going in a different direction, all amicable. We still talk to them and everything. Uh, we, we turned into a trio. We had a drummer uh, uh, with us for about four years. Um, she played with us. It was great. We're still friends as well. Uh, but then uh, when she decided to do something different, um, uh, we we uh, uh, looked into other drummers, talked to a bunch of drummers, auditioned a couple people. And, we, you know, we, we just didn't get the right vibe for what we were looking for. And yeah. so uh, we decided well, this is a really good time to try to do something different that, you know, nobody else is really doing. And and uh, uh, and also to kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, I wouldn't say how, how well, yeah, kind of have control over the creative process because we both know the direction we want to go. And so, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to to get somebody on board that feels exactly the same way or even not exactly the same way, but does something that works as well. You know, so right. that was kind of the idea with the drums. Now, is Cause of Affliction successful enough that that's all you have to do? Or do you both have, have to do other no, things? No, we, we, we both have part-time jobs, you know, and, and um, uh, yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, we play a lot of shows, and, and uh, we, we have a lot of fun doing it, and that's really what it's about. We never got into this for money, as, you know, right. music is probably the worst career choice as far as making money. Right. But, well, uh, I don't know, you can always start a podcast. Well. You could always start a right. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's something it's just something that you love to do and to right. get your stuff out there and you know, the creative process is fun and you know, just yeah, you get excited about it. So it's kind of Yeah, and, and what's really cool is, you know, um uh we there is a little bit of a scene here now. Um with, you know, there's a lot of other uh I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a few other really great punk bands, not only here on the big island, but in the in the state as well. And uh uh, you know, that we really like playing with and stuff. So, um, uh, you know, and I, I wouldn't, I, you know, it's not like we started all that uh, or anything like that, but, but we've been a big part of it. And, and, um, you know, to, uh, uh, to have the scene happening here is, is really gratifying, you know, that's so. cool. That's cool to have made that kind of a contribution. I got thinking about the islands and your own big islands. There's plenty of places where you can play, but eventually you run out of places to play. So you got to go to one of the other islands, right? Or some of the other islands, because it's not a hop, skip, and a jump to go to the mainland and do a show in LA or San Francisco, right? Mm -hmm. how, do you, uh, how do you do that, I guess? I'm thinking, when I talk to the people in Alaska, most of the musicians are in Anchorage. But if you're in Juneau, if you're in one of the other outlying towns, it's so hard because the terrain is so tough. You're not a terrain issue, you're a water issue. You can't right. just get in the car and drive over to Maui, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, so, there's no bridge between islands. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It's it's called a prop bridge, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Or or the you know we call them puddle jumpers. The right, uh, right, the little, right. Little, little yeah. So we we do have some shows uh, in Oahu, and by the time this airs, actually we'll have played uh, one of them in Oahu. We have a show um, uh, coming up there uh, with a um, uh, actually a band called the Granite Saints who are going to come out here and play with us for a couple of Halloween shows. Um, oh, fun. Which we're, yeah. So so yeah, we're getting over to Oahu. Um, we uh, we have another show in Oahu at, at um, uh, a once a month punk uh, thing in uh, at the Irish Rose in Waikiki uh, in October as well, October twenty first. Um, and so um, uh, and we we were originally going to play on Maui uh, in October as well, but obviously what's happened there, um, uh, yeah. you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that uh, at this point. Um, uh, you know, because given with that with the fires and the tragedies and so on there. Right. So, uh, Justine, who books the shows? Is it you or is it Eric? Or do you both uh, fight over it? Or Probably both of us yeah. at this point. I yeah. think for a while it was me. But then, yeah, yeah, we've both been doing uh, booking them at this point. So pretty pretty even on that, on that stuff. I think Eric probably does. He does a lot better or more on like the, the Spotify, keeping up with like Spotify stuff and like Instagram, like social media. Yeah, trying to get social stuff going there. Yeah. But, yeah. What is the, yeah. and I think the word I'm thinking of is saturation. What is the market saturation for your style of music? Like how often can you play one part of the island or one venue or one right. with it before people like aren't showing up anymore? Because They've heard everything right. you got. What is that saturation look like? Um, yeah, you don't want to do do it too much. What we're trying to do is um, you know, uh keep things interesting too, is uh we've been, you know, trying to bring some bands over too. So it's not, you know, yeah. you don't really want to just see one band playing for three hours anyways, like right. now. So it's like with punk music, you know. So we uh -huh. If you keep it, you keep it more interesting. If you get other bands over and stuff, then people are checking out bands from you know California or from other islands or whatever. So we're trying to do that and then get to play with other bands and then you know make connections there as well. I'd also add too that you know for people that aren't familiar with the Big Island, um, it's almost the size of Connecticut. So it's it's yeah. over four thousand square miles. So you know yeah. if we play in Kona on the west side of the island. Um, you know, there are some people that we've had come to our shows from Hilo, the Hilo side or the east side of the island, but you know, that's a, a two hour plus drive. Um, you know, so, uh, so we, we like to play in different parts of the island. Uh, that's what we often do if we, you know, if, if we got shows, uh, uh, you know, if we did shows once a week, you know, we do one in Kona, one in the southern part of the island, one over in, uh, Hilo side, maybe one down in Puna, which is, uh, uh, you know, uh, south of Hilo. Right. So there's there definitely a, a lot of, yeah, there's definitely a lot of options as far as, because the distances here are so great. So you said Hilo and uh, uh, Steve Fundy we have on the show is from Papaloa. Oh. He sits mm -hmm. on, it's on the big island. And then yeah. Hilo. So out of the five guests we have from Hawaii, all three of them are on the big island, one from Waikiki and one from uh, Oahu. Uh, do you guys... I guess is there like a network that you work with within the the island, or do you work within the state to like try and trade gigs or or find out about gigs with each other, or do you do stuff like that? Or um, it's really when you know um, it, it, it is there is a lot of networking going on. You know, we first like the, the guys we're playing with uh, uh, the, and that are uh, coming here, Granite Saints. We actually met them through a mutual friend. This other band that we play with called called El Sancho. They brought them over, and we were actually supposed to do a show with them. Uh, 
um, I guess COVID. it's been a couple of years. And two days before the show, we got COVID. So we oh. didn't end up doing the show. We, we, we ended up canceling. The show still went on, and they played, and they had a really great show. So, so um, but, but there is uh, a lot of networking. So it's, it's really, you know, meeting new people um, and, uh, oh, this is a friend of a friend. You should hook up with them and do a show. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, we've got a show coming up uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks with a band from Denmark that's here, a surf band called the Tremolo Beer Gut. And uh, uh, one of my friends... Uh, yeah, it's a great name. They say they love tremolo, they love beer, and they all, and they all have guts. So that's their that's their thing. But um, uh, but um, one of my friends said you guys should really play with them. So we set up a show with them down here in Ocean View uh, for September fifteenth at our local little hometown bar here called Kailoki's. It's a great venue out out on the lawn, so it's outdoors. Oh, um, but uh, uh, you know, so yeah, it, there is it is more about networking. There's not really one specific way that uh, you know that we. Do it. It's it's friends or it's Instagram or it's uh, Facebook or you know. Yeah, it's like great that. having those options now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Instagram. If you you know, it's like you check people's stuff out. They check yours out. You know, you kind of then you contact each other. It's been yeah, works out great that way. Yeah. Well, and that's what's great about the punk scene as well is everybody's so supportive. You know, it's it's right. uh, what I love about and that's what I really love about punk bands in general and the, and the punk scene is that. Uh, uh, it, it's really positive, uh, uh, positive vibes all around. You know, um, uh, the bands just aren't only out for themselves. You know, the audience. I, I love. You know, uh, some some of the venues sometimes will be a little apprehensive about having uh, a punk show, but mm -hmm. even if there's a big mosh pit, you know, somebody falls down, somebody's grabbing and picking them up. You know, yeah. there's there's really a sense of community uh, in the punk scene that I think um, uh, isn't as prevalent in some of the other genres of music. That's really cool, too, that you're that supportive of each other. I grew up in St. Louis, and the blues is like that. Blues is a big thing in St. Louis. I mean, WC Handy, oh, yeah. the St. Louis Blues, you know, the hockey right. team, the St. Louis Blues. So blues are really good, but it's like that. There's a, a real camaraderie and a real support of each other, and it's in some markets, it's more of a beatdown thing. Like, you're not good enough to play here, you're not good enough to play here. But in St. Louis... I, I own guitars, but I don't play. You know what I mean? Like I can plunk around, but I'm not I'm not an accomplished musician in that front. But I can show up at any given night at any place in Seward and say, "Come on up, man! Come on up!" I'm like, nice. yeah. and and it seems like that's the same vibe you're talking about. What you have in your community, the punk community, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. let's get back to your music. Pretty in the dark or pretty in dark? Pretty in the dark. In the dark, okay. Because I was thinking. They're pretty and dark. Yeah, okay, that's an interesting one. They're pretty in the dark. Reminds now, now, I butchered a joke earlier with you guys, so I'm going to tell you this one. I'm going to get this one right. So I get home the other day. My girlfriend says, sit down. I need to talk to you. And she goes, I don't think we should see each other anymore. So I turned off the lights. <laughs> pretty in the dark. So what's that about? I guess we say like the, the drunken... Yeah. Your goggle type thing is what we say, but I don't know. We I, it's a little thing we used to do. Remember, we'd say like joking around, like if it, we were like sitting in our room or something, like you're pretty in the dark, like just like joking around, you know, because it's like <laughs> you know you get that darkness and everyone just looking at like, like yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that, and then we just kind of did a play on it and just uh -huh. made it into you know when you turn the lights on, you scare, and it's all like in. Joke yes. and right. jest and like I mean I don't, we actually made a video for it which music is video, really yeah. yeah like a music video which is really ridiculous I mean we have some like funny like little gifts that you know have with stuff. all of our animals like each one we're holding an animal and doing something silly and like 
Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really fun video. And, and the lyric video because the lyrics uh the lyrics are are you know really ridiculous, you know. And so uh it it is kind of all in fun and stuff, but but yeah, it's definitely the, the beer goggles effect uh that you know we've all experienced at uh, closing time at the bar. Right. Right. <laughs> well that was a song Mickey Gilly had, right? The girls all get prettier at closing time. They all they all start <laughs> right. to look like movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. yeah. Funny. Well, let's give it a listen. This is Cause of Affliction, and the song is called Pretty in the Dark. Pretty in the dark, pretty in the dark. When I first saw you, you almost broke my heart. You were pretty in the dark, pretty in the dark. Late in the night, we can't be apart. Pretty in the dark, the fix to a case. Always seems so rough around the edges Pretty in the dark, a night of hard days Like a landscape of
Pretty in the Dark with Cause of Affliction. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, here on the Music of America podcast, and we'll get back with Eric, Justine, and Simone. Bass players, listen up. The Bag is a high-quality, leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship, with a beautiful, sophisticated, and very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available, and they're meant to last a lifetime. I mean, literally, they have over 30 years in the leather industry and are extremely proud to introduce a line of gig bags that are targeted to the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you will love the bag as much as they do. The Bag. It's a whole line of them called The Bag. High-quality gig bag family from Tony Vaughn Base Bags. You can find them at www.tonyvaughn.com. Speaking of bass and bass bags, Justine, you mentioned earlier about picking up the bass. So I assume you're the bass player and then Eric, you're the guitar player and Simone handles all the percussion? Yes, correct. (laughs) No horns, no keyboards, no synth? Well, (laughs) no, we had a a little uh, saxophone in a couple of our things, but that's just recorded recorded uh-huh. in there my yeah, dad, do it live. Yeah. yeah it's too too hard my dad did a sax saxophone in one of them and in our song make believe i did a little bit of saxophone in there uh-huh. i'd like to do more but it's uh it it'd be kind of hard to do anything like that live which is yeah two of us three yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> right right and, and and um uh we're probably going to do some uh some yeah. some live stuff where i play drums a little bit although justine does say that i play drums like bam bam from the flintstones so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, bad, but he just, he just right. pounds on yeah, it. Yeah. That's not always that's not always a bad thing, man. There's so many songs. No, I mean, no. So many songs begin from the drums out anyway, you know. For sure. Uh look at yeah. and look at and there there are some accomplished drummers that have gone and done done things. There's some guy named Ringo something and uh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And so Phil far. Phil yeah. Collins or somebody, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Justin, do you play a, a five string, four string stand up? What do you play? I uh, just four string. Yeah. But, four you know, string. I just remember when five string came on, and it's in the front of my mind because I just had a five string violinist that plays jazz uh, on a, a, about a week or two ago. And so I've got this thing now about unique instruments. And uh, I remember when five string basses became real popular until right. I saw a seven string bass, you know. Oh. Wow, I didn't see a seven string. Yeah, that's funny. Well, we kind of started when we we started years ago, um, you know, because I said I used to play in another band and that Mm -hmm. was, um, I was guitar. I played guitar, like rhythm guitar in that band. And so I I didn't really know anything about bass. And uh, the two of us, you know, when we first met, we had kind of talked about music and we tried playing some stuff together and it, it just like wasn't really working out. So we're like, okay, forget this. And then like one year, like, I don't even think we discussed it, but one year for my birthday, he bought me like a bass and he's like, okay, you're going to learn how to play this pretty much. And I'm like, okay. And it was just kind of like, it just happened. And like, yeah, I really enjoy playing it. And yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny, funny how it worked out. You know, I didn't really, I, I never considered playing that instrument before, but but I like it. I, I much more, I, I prefer it to guitar. <laughs> yeah. Eric, the question I have, I ask all guitar players, how many do you have? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> That's I, usually the reaction. I, um, I maybe a half a dozen, I guess, probably. Uh, yeah. Probably about a half a dozen. I, you know, and, 
and and it's funny because I'm not um, I'm not the standard. Uh, uh, I mean, I love Les Pauls and you know Marshalls and stuff, but it's, they're not really for me personally. Um, I I, uh, um, I I went through a lot of different guitars when I first started playing when I was in, you know a teenager and stuff. Uh, but um, I ended up settling on this uh, uh, this little Japanese Yamaha guitar, uh, electric yeah. uh, guitar. And um, ever since then, I just kind of fell in love with the way they feel. And so I always, I always rip everything out of them and, and put new pickups in and stuff. Um, but um, but I probably have, um, I think I have four or five of those, um, five, I think, of those uh, Yamaha electrics. And then I've got a, you know, Yamaha acoustic electric. So I, I really, I love the way they feel. They're really lightweight. I, we, you know, I run around a lot on stage and, um, um, so, you know, I don't want to be lugging a, a Gibson, uh, you know, right. uh, Explorer or something that weighs, you know, 40 pounds. So, so, um, I just find, and I really love the tone that comes out of them as well. So that's really what I play is just, you know, Yamaha. That's we'll the one, Cause mine's Japanese too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Justine has Fernandez. Bases. And it's a, it's a lighter, a lightweight <laughs> based uh -huh. one. At least. So it is nice to be able to yeah run around and stuff with those or like yeah well i would think with the energy that you put into your music there's going to be an energy on stage and i, I just when you just said that i thought of course you've got to have something lightweight because you know you, you, your shows if they go two and a half three hours long you'll be exhausted by the time you're done if you're looking around like a you know 20 pound yeah. guitar around your neck and you know my, my philosophy is um you know we, we work so hard on on uh, you know recording and getting the gigs and and promotion and everything when we get that time on stage i want to leave it all on the stage i mean yeah. uh when when we're done playing i'm exhausted sometimes because it's just it's just 110 percent you know full throttle um uh assault basically you know uh uh you know and complete energy that's what we're really all about ken hitchcock used to coach my st louis blues and he always talked about having the gas pedal all the way to the floor you just never let up, you know, right. From the time you start, boom, pedal to the metal until they blow the final whistle and final horn goes off, you know? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So the last song we have here is called you mean nothing. It sounds so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Eric. No. Um, well, um, yeah, you know, so, so, um, the song, Not about me. No, I'm sorry, yeah. um, and, and the song is kind of, um, uh, the song is kind of about, uh, some things that have happened the last couple of years, you know, and I think we were in a different mindset uh, prior to uh, COVID and the pandemic. And then after, after the pandemic ended, um, well, uh, mostly ended, um, you know, um, uh, we had a couple things happen. Uh, I had a couple things happen to me personally. And, and that's kind of where that song come from, uh, came from. So I guess the idea was inspired by um, certain uh, person or people, but uh, it kind of expanded on that. Um, and so, uh, um, it's, it's really just kind of, um, uh, a song that's, uh, uh, you know, about, um, something personal that happened and, uh, uh, and put it down to paper basically. It's such a yeah. cool philosophy though, because there's so many things, how many things have you have happened, happened to you or you, or you have had happen or whatever that are so devastating that somebody in Botswana doesn't know, it doesn't affect them, you know, right. yeah. somebody in the other side of the island doesn't know it doesn't affect yeah. them so it's not yeah. that you really mean nothing but you kind of do You're kind of in consequence <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and it's that kind of um you know 
uh, feeling or like, you know, if you have those kind of feelings or passion, that's what gets like, you know, cause that's a strong, like one of our strongest songs on this, uh, this on this album. And it's like, that's why we feel like this album that we have out now is so strong is because there's just they a kind lot of, of like passion in there in it. And, you know, that song is one of the first ones we wrote, um, for this album and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the album. And so that's kind of the direction that we ended up going in. Uh, on this album so it's it's um uh there is some anger on it i mean after all it's it's punk rock um yeah. but uh but if not it, it, it's it's real it's real anger it's real uh emotion and feeling and, and we hope that comes across and is conveyed in the music well, let's give it a listen this is you mean nothing with cause and affliction on the music of america podcast
You mean nothing. Cause of affliction and our guests, Justine, Eric, <laughs> and Simone. And uh, Simone, you go first. Tell us, uh, this is the section we call shameless self-promotion. Oh, look at her. Now, now she's all silent. <laughs> she's, she's waving her arms at me now simone is the robot for the band cause of affliction so uh this is the section we call shameless self-promotions where you talk about where we can see you guys where we can get your music where we can buy your merch so uh uh eric you want to go first we've got quite a bit uh i guess by the time this airs um uh well we're, we're playing uh september 9th at next door in oahu i guess uh, that'll be right after this um um, so I'll skip that one, I guess, although I just mentioned it. So uh, I guess the next one's coming up then. We're playing uh, September 15th down here at Ocean View at Kailoki's with a really awesome surf band from Denmark called uh, the Tremolo Birka. As kind of mentioning earlier, they're coming yeah. all the way from Denmark, doing a Southern California tour, and they're playing a couple shows here on the Big Island. So uh, uh, we're having them out in our little hometown uh, bar. So a nice, intimate little place out on the lawn, really cool show. Um, and then... Uh, September 29th, we're playing at uh, our favorite venue in, in Kona, uh, Willie's Hot Chicken. Uh, really awesome uh, outdoor venue as well. And we're playing with a really cool uh, Celtic band that we've known for years um, uh, called uh, Croque Alte. And uh, Croque Alte, is, they're known as Hawaii's craziest Celtic band. So it's kind of going to be a night of uh, uh, Celtic music and, and punk rock, which is always a... They do some Foggy Molly and some uh, uh, Dropkick Murphys and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Really be cool. And then um, uh, October 21st, uh, we're over in, in uh, Oahu again at the Irish Rose uh, in Waikiki playing with uh, Christ Moon, uh, who's headlining, and a really cool band called Full Send uh, that we saw recently here on the Big Island. Really uh, kind of a hardcore uh, punk band. And then there's also going to be a band opening the show doing uh, some uh, punk rock covers, which is always uh, always oh, wow. fun. Kind of a Halloween, once a month punk uh, for Halloween. Uh, and then a couple more Halloween shows. On October 27th in Hilo and October 28th uh, at Willie's in Kona, uh, we're actually uh, uh, having a, a Ramones tribute band, really amazing Ramones tribute band come out from uh, Southern California called the Rockaways. These guys look and sound just like the Ramones. Uh, and so uh, we're going to be having, we're going to have them uh, as well as the Granite Saints uh, from Oahu. And then um, our, fan, our friends uh, in this band called El Sancho, uh, that night they're going to be known as El Misfits and they're going to be playing uh, Misfits uh, covers. So uh, for Halloween, oh, for the, for the, El yeah, Misfits, <laughs> right. real, real creative original name there. <laughs> right, right. And then um, uh, November first, we've got uh, we're back at Kailoki's in Ocean View with a, a band from the mainland called Houston and the Dirty Rats. They're also on tour uh, playing. Uh, November fourth, we're over at the Eagles Hall in uh, Kao uh, playing with a really great cover band called Show Me Dragon. Uh, two female singers. They do all kinds of really awesome uh, cover songs, uh, and they're really going to rock it up for this one because we're we're playing together and then december 7th and december 8th uh probably the shows uh that we're most looking forward to uh even though they're very far away because we're, we're going to be opening up for the cherry pop and daddies who are here on the big island um december that's 7th that's really that's really over. exciting that's really exciting yeah. that's in december cherry pop and daddies huh yeah okay. yeah everybody knows their uh multi-platinum hit uh you know zoot suit riot zoot suit riot right yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, on December 7th, uh, they're playing over at the Crown Room uh, in Hilo, which is this really great venue inside the Doubletree uh, Hilton Resort. Uh, and uh, besides uh, them and us, uh, we're going to have uh, El Sancho on the bill, as well as uh, this band from Oahu, the ska band called Completely Insane. Uh, the next night in Kona, uh, same lineup, except um, uh, uh, Completely Insane is not playing that one, but the Greg Shirley 
big swing band is going to be opening that show. So wow. uh, really cool. And, and they were really excited about it because they actually play some uh, cherry. They actually normally cover some cherry pop and daddies. So, so oh, they're obviously, yeah, obviously big influences for them. Cool. And Justine, how else can we support you? Where do we find your merch? Where do we find your music? How do we buy your CDs? So um, we're on Spotify, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I think anything like merch, we just have. Mainly people, our shows. Yeah, and our shows as well. Or okay. if you just hit us up on any of those, YouTube as well, just let us know. And I think. Uh, like t-shirts are like twenty dollars, five dollars if we set an extra five to send. For anybody local, we do have our we do have our t-shirts down at uh, at um, uh, the Kahuku gift shop uh, in Ocean View. Um, and uh, anybody that anywhere that wants a shirt or or stickers or t-shirt or um, or uh, CDs, yeah, message us on Instagram or Facebook, and we've uh, sent them out. That's what we usually do is you know send them out that way, Venmo and stuff. And and we should say it's cause of affliction is spelled K A U Z. Correct, yes. Just if somebody wants to Google you or search you on Spotify or wherever, they need to spell it right or they may not find you. Exactly. Right, I know. Right. It makes it very difficult. We, <laughs> when we came up with the name, we thought, how can we make it the most difficult for people to find us? That was right. the whole idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Simone, Simone, again, you stole the show. And and next time we have these guys on, I don't want you talking so much. Okay? Yeah. It's uh, Simone the Robot. Uh Justine, Eric, thank you so much. The band Cause of Affliction coming to an island near you, right? Yes. <laughs> Thanks so thank much. You. Thank you guys so much. And up next, we're going to stay in Hawaii. We're going to Hilo, and we're going to meet the Average Joe's Band. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.